Hey everybody, welcome to Quotes and Stuff with the Kennedy bro <laughs> Good afternoon. <laughs> you, 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 did, you did that intro last week, Nate. I, I, no, I, I don't know about the... No, no, so yeah, oh, I, shitty I, now. I changed up the, the tune a little bit, you know? I'm just mixing it out there, throwing it out, seeing what people like, and then I probably won't do it again, you know? Okay. <laughs> once it's heard once, it, we're, we're not doing it again. Naturally. <laughs> But I'm your host, Nate. This is TJ. And I'm Christian. And um, going to Nate's thing really quick, that's why we we need a little jingle in there at the beginning. I was thinking about this this week. Then all of of us can keep it it, low-key on the the singing. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of, we do have time codes for all our listeners out there, so feel free to skip ahead to if you don't want to hear us ramble about this. <laughs> or if this is your first time on the on the on the podcast yeah. listening, so yeah, welcome, welcome, mm-hmm. and good day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Good day, sir. What is that? That's uh, that's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the uh, old one. Okay, like, good day, sir. <laughs> at the at the end when Charlie loses. But anyways, yeah, yeah. Right. we have time codes in the description if you want to skip around to different parts of our episode. But yeah, this is the podcast where we talk about movies, comics, TV shows, and stuff, you know, nerdy stuff. And stuff. <laughs> and stuff. And obviously, you'll, as you have just noted from TJ, uh, we like to, to quote things throughout. That's why it is called quote Quotes. stuff. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we should explain that a little bit more yeah. on our, on our, uh, on our intro. On our intros. But yeah, we're yeah. learning. We make, you're into it. We're learning. We make I, quotes. I, tr- I trust our listeners. They're, they're <laughs> smart enough to figure it out. I have faith in my team. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, Christian, do you want to start us off with the question for this week? Yeah, definitely. So the question of the week is, uh, what is your favorite accent or what would be your favorite accent to have? That, am I using proper English there? What would be your favorite uh, or accent to have and yeah. why? Or, yeah. or mm-hmm. just also your favorite accent. Or what do you, what do you like hearing the most? Yeah, and the- obviously we're, we're not going to go with standard English um, American English, because that is Western what we speak. Drawl. <laughs> that's, that's what we speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can start off. Actually, start us off, TJ. Have we have we done this before? I feel like this is familiar. Mm, I don't think we've done accents before. Okay. We, here's the here's the thing. We have gotten to talking about accents, not as a question. I think because oh, I think okay. I think you spoke in an accent once or twice, and Wait, then we made a comment a, on it. Is this a dream? <laughs> Are we in it? Inception? Just, uh, shoot in, yourself in the movie Inception right now. <laughs> shoot yourself in the foot and see if you're in a dream. <laughs> no, 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 don't do that. Because pain no. is in the mind. Exactly, as Maul taught us. We 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 uh, do not recommend anyone shooting anyone no, anywhere. No, no. The jokes. <laughs> we also like to joke. Also, yes. Um, I guess I'll start. Um, it, it, it's a British accent, you know. It's it's got to be typical, cla- <laughs> just so typical. And it's a, a classic British accent too. None of that, none yeah. of that heavy Welshire. Like yeah, there's a lot Scottish. of diff- there's a lot of different British accents. I uh, had a a good uh, a good friend that was from London, and I'm like, no, what are you talking about? More than one accent, and he did like probably ten different accents mm-hmm. of people that uh, live in in England. Uh, or, or just in the Greater Britain, you know, area, Great Britain area, not Greater Britain, I guess. Yeah, you the could Greater be, Britain. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that really doesn't work for that context. But I was, <laughs> I was very surprised how many accents there there were because you have like more of like a Scottish accent, you have like a a London accent, you have like an accent from people that live in the country. There's just so many. So yeah. or Welsh or, but you just want a standard like London. Yeah, I'd probably uh, if uh, for our British listeners out there who are maybe going to get offended, I'm sorry. 
But I, I would go with like uh, Emma Watson, Harry Potter, James Bond. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I, the, exact, the exact people I was thinking. Or worse, expelled. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do Ron because young Ron maybe, but old Ron is just like, yeah, okay. Well, oh, that, he all, that's just his tone of yeah, his voice too. Yeah, that's true. So one of those three, I, I think the British accent is uh, an extremely attractive or, accent. Or like a Tom Hiddleston accent in Loki. I could do Tom true. Hiddleston it, it's as well. It's kind of, because he, he is British, is he not? Yeah, yes. he's, um, yeah. So, he and I think he just uses his normal, normal speaking voice as Loki because it, it's kind of as guardian because it's you know, kind of proper esque, right, so it fits right. the it fits the the role there. Fits the bill. So yeah, that's the one I would have, and maybe maybe I'll gain that. Who knows? Really quickly, venture abroad. Really quickly, uh, I watched the the behind the scenes for the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, oh, yeah. series, and uh, you know how like when Chad okay, well, first off, rest in peace, Chad, Chadwick Boseman. But you know how Chadwick Boseman was American in real life, and so when you heard him talk normally, you're like, yeah, why are you talking like an American? You're like clearly yeah. South African. Yeah. Yeah. But the same thing happened to me when I saw the the actor that plays Zemo, Daniel Bruhl, speak mm-hmm. normally. Like he's uh, he, for somewhere in Europe, but he sounds completely different. And at first, I also thought he had an American accent, and I was like, wait, what? But it was, it was very strange to hear him speak normally and not have the, the Zemo voice, because then he just talks like a normal person. And so I was like, huh, mm, didn't expect I, that. I saw the same thing with Tom Holland. Like the reporter was messing with Tom Holland because oh, yeah. he knew he could get away with it. He's like, so like, why do you, why do you, why do you talk in a British accent? Like when you're off the camera, <laughs> he's like, he's like, well, like I, I am from Britain. He's like, no, but like you have an American accent as Spider-Man. Like why do you like talking to everyone? And he's like, he's like, this guy's not getting it. He's like, no, no, I'm, I'm actually not American. Right? So it was very funny. Obviously the reporter was, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure the reporter was joking with him off to look at that interview again, but yeah. it was funny. That's funny. Um, yeah, so British for me. Okay. Christian, what do you got for, for accent? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought I, I was thinking this one through because, I mean, you got the you got like a Russian or you could, Russian, you could do German, you could do Australian. And um, for for me, I, I kind of honestly, like, I wouldn't go foreign. I, I kind of want to kind of want to stay home here. I kind of mm. like the Southern accent. Mm. Right? And there's multiple different Southern accents too, right? You have the, the quote from... Uh, from the office where they're doing accents and, and Pam goes, ah, ah, he, she starts talking and, and Andy's like, you're kind of talking like Forrest Gump from like the Florida panhandle. What you really want is from, uh, from, Oh, what it shoot. I'm, I'm botching, I'm botching oh, the quote, no, but he's like, he's no. like from this place. He's like, just like, just like, uh, my lashes spilling. You want to talk like my lashes spilling out of your mouth. <laughs> um, uh, oh my gosh. It's the game. And I'm told I'm, I'm gonna remember has it. Been like, a murder. Yeah, what is that? What's the game? Are a suspect. Savannah. Savannah. A Savannah accent. I don't even know. I don't know if I'd want it that, that deep. Georgia. But some sort of southern accent, I think, would be cool. Okay. 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 Going little southern boy, picking up. Uh, <laughs> He's the boss. <laughs> to Looney Tunes back in action. Uh huh. Okay. What, what you, you got? got? Teach. So, oh, wait, TJ, yeah. what, you, what you at, Willis? Uh, I, I kind of have two. I don't. I always think of multiple answers because I always expect one of you to steal my answer, but this time Good you call. didn't steal my answer. <laughs> Good so. call, my young Padawan. I, I, I really like uh, the Maori accents, you know, the the people. Uh, oh, Maori, Ma- you mean? Maori, not Maori. Maori, Maori. Maori. I'm, I'm like, Maori. I'm not so sure I know that. The, the Maori <laughs> people in New Zealand, I really like their mm. accents, obviously. Oh. It's like... Uh, 
kind Django of the Rock. Django Fett, Morrison, his kind of no, accent. No, no, wait, no, The Rock's... The Rock doesn't he's have not an accent. Matt. Well, he doesn't, but I he's mean, like... Owen. He's yeah. Samoan, not, yeah. not Maori. But he doesn't have a... Actually, I don't even islands. know. To tell you the truth, I don't know what Maori even means. Is which because it's one of the New Zealand islands, right? Yeah. No, no, there's no, no, there's no Maori country. But it's it's the people. It's a type of, of oh. Uh, it's, I'm gonna it's have to a, look this up. Tells you how uncultured I am. <laughs> yes. None of us know specifically, but their accent I think you is should, very say, very nice and sweet. Like a New Zealand accent. Yeah, right? it's like yeah, it's in. I think it is in New Zealand or near New Zealand. It's not Australia people. Though. But uh, yeah, you know, kind of like I think like. Uh, the Django. Uh, no, 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 no. I was thinking like <laughs> yeah, 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 Django. I'm pretty sure Timothy Morrison is oh, okay. Ma- more Maori. Maori. I, mm-hmm. I gotta get this down. Not Maori. From, Maori from New Zealand. So you just like the clone troopers' voices, right yeah, away, sir. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I think you know it, you get ranges from different people that are Maori, but I, I like the accent. It's good. What, but, what about uh the like Thor, like Thor, uh, Thor, the Thor movie? Um, Chris Hemsworth, not, not Love oh, and Thunder. Uh, uh, the uh, third one, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Like, like uh, Korg, the director, uh, Korg, Taika yeah. Waititi. Oh, Taika. <laughs> is that kind Borgen. of accent? Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that kind of accent is, I guess, that vibe. Everything I'm saying. Well, kind, of, kind of like, kind of like Omega. Omega. Oh, gosh. She, that's, she My has name's that. Omega. She has that type of accent, but it's obviously no. a, a Now we know accent. why Nate no. likes Omega. No, I think I'm pretty, sure, accent. I'm pretty sure Omega is British, not... Uh, no, she's oh, new, no, she's, she's totally she's New got Zealand, a, like a New Zealand accent. Cause she, she, she talks. I think just like um, Taiko, or whatever his name is. That Taika, I always Taika, Taika. Yeah. there is no I always, O. There is only I, know, an I, always, I always mispronounce it. Taika. Oh, um, guys, we're all wrong. It's ma- no, no. You know she is. Michelle Eng is a New Zealand-born actress. Boom, okay. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, but the, the other act, the other accent I was going to say is I also really like South African. I think that's a very. Uh, also it's very distinct. pretty, very distinct, very pretty. Uh, there's a, a professor up here that uh, has a, well, the professor where I go to school that has a, that I've had in the past had a South African accent and it was very entertaining to listen to lectures because you're cool. just like, ah, I, I like the sound of your voice. I, may I not like the pay, sound of your voice. I it's got a good attention. It's like I a mix of British and Australian and African. Michael, I like the sound of your voice. I'm going to buy $1 million worth of paper. There's a little, little office quote for you. But I want to look up on a, uh, I apologize to all of our, our listeners who do know the actual definition of Mallory. Mallory, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Um, but um, let us let us know in uh, in a message or email, or we'll probably look it up as well so we can mm-hmm. be a little more correct on it here in <laughs> yes, the future. but either South African or Maori. Those are the two accents. Cool, that I like it. I can okay. go for either of them. You don't want a Maharasha accent like they have in, in Black Widow. Yeah, we also uh, we also didn't even think about like Spain or Italian or those kinds of. Uh, I know. I was in I was thinking of as I, I thought of an Italian one. I just sorry I didn't mention it because mm. they they definitely have a, a specific accent, which is which is kind of cool. Oh. Very 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 intense too. Mm-hmm. I just watched Luca the other day, and they have a lot of uh, a lot of accents there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that any good? Yeah, I, I found it I found it entertaining. I there was multiple times where I laughed out loud. Oh wow, okay. 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 All right. I guess, I guess we should move on from yeah. the question. Yeah, we've moved on to the question but, from the question. But now we gotta talk about revealing the quote from last week. And I do remember actually You do remember actually. Did last- you look at did you look up uh, your uh, your history to see no, what you pulled I, up? No, I didn't look up the history. It's because I I had listened to the podcast um, just yesterday, actually, and so then it was fresh in my mind. 
The quote is from the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. That's Chris Pratt's big speech that he's giving to all the other master builders. And then obviously it is not the most uh, inspiring <laughs> speech because he's talking about how much he is not fit to lead them. And so then they, they rebel and they, they throw crap at him and they don't listen <laughs> to him. So yeah. and the connection is because an Independence Day, like the classic Independence Day, is a wonderful speech by uh, Bill uh, Pullman. Uh, mm-hmm. which he does not give in the second one in which we were critical. One one thing of many that we are critical of with Independence mm-hmm. Day resurgence. See, see Christian, do, do, are you glad that you didn't have to watch Independence Day 2, or yes. did you miss out on the chance to rag about how bad it was? No, I'm, I, I didn't even want to watch it. I just remember watching it, and it, I was watching a double feature movie in an outdoor <laughs> theater. One was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the second one, I think, <laughs> with, with, Casey Jones, with Casey Jones, and then... Um, Casey. Or Casey Jones. Is that Jones? Casey Jones, yeah. And then the, then the second movie was Independence Day 2. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 was not very good. However, it was better than Independence Day 2. So <laughs> that, that's just one thing I remember. But I'm, I'm glad I didn't have to watch it again. It's horrible. But the, the, the speech by Bill Pullman, though, is, is awesome. It's a really good one. First so. one's great. I'm going to watch that mm-hmm. tonight. But uh, okay. let me get the quote for this week for y'alls. Let's play it. Okay, the spider's new. Spider? Uh, yes, the, the spider. Even the smallest bite from Arachnus Dethicus will instantly paralyze. Oh! Get it off! Ow! All right, that is the quote for this week. We'll play it once again at the end of the podcast and reveal it at the beginning of the next episode. Like always, there's a connection to it that will probably also reveal at the next episode when we reveal the quote. But and a little tidbit about this quote, the movie. I have seen the movie now partially three times. I've never seen this movie all the way through. Really? And really? I really want to watch yeah, it all the way through. That's, that's, I feel uh, like that's a sin. It's, uh, yeah, I just think every time I watch it, I'm like, yeah, this is good. And then it, like, it's just in a, I'm just in a spot where it's like, oh, I like someone else is kind of watching it in the background. So like I'm sitting down watching part of it, but I'm, I wasn't the one that actually played it. So I've never oh. uh, seen it all the way through. Which so I, I got to do that. Yeah. And maybe we'll do a podcast on it. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a good 10 years. So we'll see if uh, things have changed. If, if I like it more or less than before. Because I'm bad. I'm bad. Wait. <laughs> that also connects to it. But oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Christian. Sorry. Dang it. <laughs> All right, but uh, we got to move on to the news for this week. Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. <laughs> also, right. this is a bit oh. of news, actually. Can I start off that we forgot oh. to mention last week? Um, Clifford, the Big Red Dog trailer <laughs> dropped um, for all of our big fans out there. I can't believe I forgot and that Nate didn't mention it because this was like a childhood TV show that we watched many times, you know. I, I didn't even know there was a movie coming out. <laughs> Honestly, great, great show for kids. Um, some people are the worst. It was, I think it was Jess, Jess and her, Jessica and her dog were the worst. Clifford was, was, was a her, baller, though. Was, was her dog T Bone? Was that her? No, that no, her dog was the too? purple one. Um, the poodle, the poodle. Ah, that's right. The poodle, the poodle was the worst. Regardless, uh, the trailer actually was pretty funny. Like it's literally just this giant dog, but it's not like Clifford in the TV show. who's pretty sentient. Like 
this is a, just an actual dog that is happens to be the size of an elephant. And so it was kind of funny watching uh, in the trailer Clifford like eat other dogs and things like that. <laughs> like, eat yeah. other dogs? Well, she, he doesn't eat them, but he, you know, they're <laughs> like, like playing around and, and then he like <gasps> yeah. puts them in their mouth and they're like, Clifford, no! <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. And, you, you, fa- you failed to mention, I thought this was like an animated thing, but no, this oh, is no, no, a live yeah, action. Live action. Right? live action Clifford the Big Red Dog, so... It's a it's a good time. All of our all of our all of our um all of the young kids listen to the podcast. I'm sure you'll, you'll <laughs> enjoy one, it. One time that the young kids reference does actually work. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes indeed. I was almost going to start having to put a ban on that because we, we would say it three every, times per episode. Per episode. <laughs> yeah. we, gotta, we have to ban certain quotes after a while. <laughs> but anyways, more more actual news now from TJ. But thank you oh, for mentioning that. Teacher. That is news. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. real news. F- fake news from TV over there. No, real news, Kenny. <laughs> so uh, obviously last week we got our first look at the Star Wars Visions uh, uh, anthology TV series that is set to come out September on Disney+. Plus. It was also announced this week that the series will not be canon in Star Wars. So um, it's kind of just, uh, I think, it's very experimental. I think me and TJ kind of talked about this last week. It's like, probably be different from anything we've seen in Star Wars up to this point. But if it's not going to be canon, then and they can take as many risks as they want and do whatever they want, which I don't think is a bad thing always, because some of the best things in Star Wars are not canon. True. And then if what, they, what people like, they can make canon. Right, or, yeah. and, but of course, the things that are the best that are not canon are simply because Disney made them so. They yeah. were originally canon, and they were fantastic. True. That's mm-hmm. fair. But uh, moving on, this is a little bit of Fast and Furious news. So Charlize Theron's <laughs> character, Cypher, it has been announced she is getting a spinoff in the yeah. Fast and Furious. Just, did you know? Just what we needed. <laughs> Just what we needed. Um, okay. Have you, either of you two seen it? I, mean, I haven't seen Fast 9. Have anyone yeah, else seen Fast 9? Yeah, I did. Oh, you did? Did oh, you okay. like it? Um, I did not like it as much as some of the other ones. Mm. But, um, but here's the real question, Christian. Does her character cipher? Is she becoming a good guy now? Yeah, does she become family? No, she's she does not uh, become a good guy. That's nor, good. Nor do I think she's the only only villain um, that has ever beaten Dom. Be, no, 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 has ever been on like Fast and Furious. I feel like, except for uh, the brother um, and uh, that that the, uh, that warlord that Shaw works with in in Fast Seven. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I guess I should say apart from like the warlords, um, like, like an actual classic, you're yeah, the bad guy. Yeah. Mo- most of them, uh, turn to good guys as we had kind of mentioned in our previous podcast, but no, she's not, uh, she's not going to become a, um, a family member of Dom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they, cause they all do, uh, eventually, but I don't think she will cause she hasn't been okay. so far. Yeah. She's been in at least two movies or the other, mm-hmm. other characters, they always become kind of a good guy after the first movie. That's interesting. Okay. Starting so, to sound like a, like the mafia, like Dom's creating the family. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen, but Dom family memes have taken over the internet. Oh yeah, they've they are everywhere, mm-hmm. and they are <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> there was like, uh, what was a? It was a Star Wars one, or no, it wasn't a. It wasn't a Star Wars one. It was Lord of the Rings, and uh, it was like Legolas and Gimli, and it's like Dom. What are you doing? This is impossible. It's too many of them. It's when they're at um. It's the third one when they're at uh, uh, Mordor. Like yeah, Aragon at, and them at the gates at the gates of Mordor. And then Aragon turns around, but the it's Dom. Gate. And Dom's like, 
for family. <laughs> Many charges. <laughs> so, oh, man, good stuff. Yeah, no, the, the memes are taking over the internet. Ben, uh, and I don't know if you guys mentioned this at all last week, but Fast and Furious has now become the fifth largest grossing uh, movie franchise, franchise um, of all time. It, yeah, of all time. So first, I, first is MCU. Second, I think is Star Wars. Third is Harry Potter. Fourth is James Bond, and fifth is Fast and Furious. And it's mm. it's in the billions. It's like six point mm. something billion, and MCU is like twenty two something billion. So well, when you have like nine ten movies, movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ten movies. It's, it's hard. It's smart though. They, yeah. That's why they make them because mm-hmm. they're because they they're money makers. They make money. Mm-hmm. Very true. Just going back to a Dom uh, meme, family meme. It is a Star Wars one, and so it's in episode three when uh, at the at the opening battle over uh, Coruscant. Oh and, uh, yes, this is the one it, I saw as well. <laughs> it's uh, it shows Dom. He's like, looks like you could use a hand, Skywalker. And then Anakin's like, Dom, how the heck are you in space? And the Dom is like, you don't need logic when you got family. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes and starts blowing people. But here's up. the thing: they go to space, they go to space. in the ninth one, so. <laughs> They're defying. Mm-hmm. They are. They're with the logic. Actually, they really are at this <laughs> point. Okay. Yeah. And anyways, Cipher is getting a, a spinoff movie. That was the news that spurred all this. <laughs> yeah. Some. Anyways. Of, oh my gosh. Some of her lines were so cringy. So bad. I wanted to just like shrivel up and die. Like, <laughs> but there was this. There's this one interaction between her and one of the other bad guys. I'm like, it, it was. It, it made like the. You know I like my dessert first. Yeah, it, it's like, it, I was it like, that bad? It made those lines <laughs> look good. That's how, that's how bad the lines were. Was it still entertaining? Yeah, it was entertaining. Gets the points. job done. But, okay, next Anyways, we, can go, we can go. Uh, moving this point. on to uh, Marvel news. We got a trailer for the What If series coming out yeah. on uh, Disney+. Plus. Did either of you guys watch that? I did, and I just know the stories. So there's the What If, uh, you know, Peggy Pe- became Super Soldier. Captain Britain. There's Kill... Captain- yeah, so she's uh, Captain, Br- Captain Britain instead of Captain America. Then you have Killmonger. What if Killmonger saved Tony Stark in the first movie? What if Tony and Steve became zombies? What if T'Challa yeah. grew up with the Ravagers? What if Spider-Man had the cloak of levitation? And what if or Vision... He's, just, he's, he's Doctor Strange, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And what if Vision had um, all the Infinity Stones? Yeah. So, so I mean, I'm... I, and there's on, more, I think. Too. Yeah, honestly, I I don't know how if I'm even gonna watch most of these unless I hear really good reviews from people. Just because I don't know, I'm not a really big fan of this non-canon stuff. That's not like I don't know. That's this, non-canon. Yeah, that's not <laughs> canon. But it's not like because you know there's like TV shows and stuff, the cartoons that are like not canon. But like I want to watch those. But this, I'm just not. I don't know. I'm just not really feeling it. And I think yeah, I'm pretty, I'm kind of marvelled out after Loki. And Black Widow. To be, to be honest, I'm pretty sure this is canon. The what if they're just in different? It's it just takes place in different universes or multiverses mm. where this happens in the timeline. So you're saying I'm gonna have to watch this before Multiverse of Madness? Yeah, I would uh, say why not? Maybe I don't know though. I don't think they're gonna. My take is on it. They're probably not going to explore it and really introduce it into a live action thing, and it does become part of everything. That's my take. I could be wrong though. I think they have some pretty interesting stories. That I'll watch it just because like. I like when I eat, when I eat my breakfast in the morning or lunch or dinner. Yeah, having I, your veggies at night, <laughs> and I like my dessert first. Um, but I, I just like to be watching something, um, TV show or something. And I think this will be kind of one of those things that I'll just you know pop up on my phone and be watching as I'm eating. So that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Let's. 
Same. I don't know, but I'm, I'm just interested to see what different things they would do. Yeah. Or what what, what concepts did they come up with? Because obviously a lot of it's based off the, the what if line of Marvel comics that they had yeah. for decades. But which, I don't know. I think it'd just be, I think it'll be fun. And so that's my take on it. And there's a lot of creativity and, and things that you can do with cartoons that you can't necessarily do live action. So I'm, I'm excited to see that as well. That's true. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other bit of Marvel news that we got this week is it's reported that uh, Yellow Jacket or the actor playing Yellow Jacket is set to return in Ant-Man 3, Quantumania. I saw oh, that. he's back. He's back. So Wait, didn't, know, he get, didn't he die? He, he quote unquote died, but like there's also <laughs> theories that like because uh, like because, you know, Ant-Man kind of blew up his regulator that he just shrunk down into the quantum realm right. true true that's <clears> fair so so i don't know either they could run into him in the quantum realm that could i could see that happening or maybe it could just also be a flashback that could also be a two my guess it's one of those two things but this this is all just reported that he's returning right okay but uh yeah we'll we'll see we'll see, we'll see when ant-man 3 comes out which i don't know when it's coming out <laughs> 20, honestly 20 it's a little while but uh, I guess last bit of news. This is actually Avatar news. So uh, <laughs> Matt Damon. So Matt Damon uh, came out earlier this week saying, uh, you know, James Cameron approached him actually for the first Avatar film, and he offered him ten percent of uh, to to pay him ten percent of what the movie made overall. Matt Damon turned it down, and so Idiot. obviously Avatar. Uh, it made a let's say in, uh, let's say in its original run, it made two point seven billion dollars. What a dummy! And so Matt Damon would have made two hundred and seven million dollars mm. off of that one movie. Wow, man, foolish! It's like we were saying, never don't turn something down just because. Just because. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing: they can because they have the money. Mm, However, if anyone offers you two hundred seven million dollars, you're going to take it. Um, it doesn't matter what n- movie they're they're doing it's now. way more than iron man was ever paid now it's, here's, here, here's the thing though would you want to have to you would have to come back for the avatar sequels though here's the and thing would though, you really want to be no, doing that? no one thought <laughs> no one really thought that they were going to be doing so many sequels until you know i guess like a three years ago they still plan on it or four years ago they'd been planning on it but like it was so far out that you're like you know what i can do it even if they do five movies um uh, I have money coming out my my ears, uh, and I'll make more money than I ever have in my entire life. And um, but I it's, think it's for the art that he doesn't want to do it. It's just not him as an actor. He's more than that. <laughs> yeah, he's done some silly enough movies that <laughs> this will be this would fit fine in, well, in his portfolio. And did he have to sign on to all of it, Nate, or was it just the one movie? Uh, I'm pretty sure he was going to be the Jake Soli. Well, I know, but like. The contract, I mean, like he didn't necessarily was, have to do all of there them. There probably wasn't a five movie contract at the time that that's, they made that's, it. That's true. He could have made an but, easy two hundred and seven million and then and step back. You could have two hundred and seventy million. Two hundred seventy, even yeah, better. Seventy, yeah. Sorry, I I misheard that one. You said it before, Nate. But yeah, you just also have to think too. People love sci fi movies, right? Those are some of the biggest movies out there, just because yeah. pe- people like that fantasy, that sci fi fantasy stuff is very big. Obviously, like. A little bit seventies, more more eighties, some nineties, right? And so mm-hmm. you look at Avatar; it has that that sci fi feel. The story is, you know, it was plagiarized, whatever, from Kansas <laughs> Wolves, basically the same exact thing. But it gets the job done. But um, mm-hmm. there was no other really big movies before or after. It was in 
uh, one of those first movies where it's in the 3D IMAX, just massive thing. So you're gonna have a it's lot of CGI. It was the it was the using the technology of like motion capture, but also uh, like using. Mm -hmm. it, it was the first to use the new, t I think, VR also technology That's, in making it. So right. and I, it was just. It, it got the hype at the right time. It was yeah. in the right time for uh, competition. It all, There's it no all other movies out perfectly. No, you can't obviously like now. Like saying saying that obviously Matt Damon didn't know. Oh, it's going to be released at the perfect time where I'm going to make all this money. But yeah, hindsight's Still, twenty twenty. Always mm -hmm. is. Speaking of salaries, though, Robert Downey Jr. first Iron Man only paid five hundred thousand. Yep. Yeah, it's all you need to get your starts. Five hundred grand. Yeah, I'd take that. Certainly more than I make in a year, <laughs> or that, or in most people in the U.S. make in a year. I don't know. My, I, my stack could be off there. All right. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that is the news for no, this oh, week. Wait, sorry, I remember we got one more news, and this is a this is a bit of personal news, actually. Um, Christian, everybody, our, our own Christian got engaged this oh, last I week. I did. I did get engaged. That's true. That's so very sorry. true. For all of our, our female listeners out there, Christian is off the table. You've had your chance, um, but now <laughs> I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> so he's a uh, congratulations to Christian. Thank Congrats. you. Thank you guys. And yeah, um, very exciting news for me. I, I'm super excited. Very, it was a little nerve wracking at first, obviously, <laughs> just because you want it to go well and perfectly, kind of as you see it in your in your mind uh, playing out. But it it did, and it went it went great. So thanks, TJ, for recognizing me there. Very very mm -hmm. happy, and and yeah, just excited. Very excited. All excited. I can't get too giddy over the microphone, or else you know, then this becomes a different type. This a becomes different, the, a different the personal story podcast. We can't do that. <laughs> Though we do tell many of our personal stories, so <laughs> we can't have that, can we? <laughs> Good, but that's it for news. No one else has anything they'd well, like to add. There's a. I do want to do a, a rest in peace to to Richard Donner. Um, oh, uh, that's right. Uh, I'm, I'm actually I'm not even sure if that's how you pronounce his last name. Um, yeah, it but, is Richard but, Donner. Okay, okay, I thought so. But he passed away uh, just this past week, and he was what well, the director behind the 1978 Superman, uh, the, the Omen, the Goonies, movies. Lethal mm -hmm. Weapon, and and several more things. So he was 91. Uh, yeah, passed away on July 5th. And so he was also uh, he also gave Kevin Feige kind of yep. his first start. Yeah, he was it, as uh, producing. Kevin Feige was an intern uh, for him, and so uh, yeah, rest in peace there. Got some. He did some cool movies, and uh, but he's. Uh, moving on now, so yeah, rest in peace to, uh, to Richard. Goonies is a great movie. Cla oh, classic. A great soundtrack, uh, too. Actually, I, I, as far as more right. personal news now goes, not as noteworthy. Stranger Things. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that because Goonies, Sean Astin, season two. Oh, that made me so sad when they... Oh, spoilers what? ahead for Stranger Things. I was so ticked when they killed Bob. When I was they gutted like, him. No, but I... Uh, the brutal death, very bloody. Yeah, yeah. Oof. I, but I, so I, I, I had been purposely waiting and I'm like, okay, you know, I think it's time to see season two and I can do like one a day, you know, knock it out in a week. I watched the whole thing in one day, guys. <laughs> I told you, the whole you, thing. you have it's to too embrace good. the binge. It's too, embrace it. it. It's, too, it's too difficult not to binge those ones. And, mm -hmm. and some of them, like, I don't even like this, this one. I'm like, I wasn't sure, but like, you just, you just keep go. going. You binge. And so uh, I'm sure we could maybe do a Stranger Things review thing and then before the actual season four comes out, because I will be ready for season four. Good, good. Mm -hmm. All right. That's there's the news. There's that's the good. news. Yeah, that, that is the <laughs> final actual news. But uh, before we move on to our topic, we got to talk a little Bad Batch and then Loki. 
We didn't talk Bad Batch last week because TJ didn't watch it. What? I, I, as I said, I've just been so, it's, I'm just so disappointed with it. It's not a, it wasn't a priority and I completely forgot about this it. This is outrageous. <laughs> but uh, I guess okay. let's talk about the last two episodes. Okay. So, so the, let me talk about last week's episode. Episode 10. Episode 10. So the one where they don't have Omega uh, on mm-hmm. the mission. That is what I thought Bad Batch was going to be. I thought the entire series was going to be stuff like that where they're helping like a separatist senator. So they have like some allegiances that they're kind of worried about. They go on an adventure and they don't use Omega because they don't need her. Um, And there would be character development in that way. And so I was much more pleased with last week's episode, but I knew it wouldn't last kind of thing. And then for this week's episode, I thought it was a great episode, but it had nothing to do with the Bad Batch again. And yeah, it's uh, here's the thing. And I don't think the show is not the Bad Batch just because of Omega. It's more of like Clone Wars 2.5, Rebels negative 0.5. Yeah, right. you know? it's, it's really That's, what it is. I Honestly, I think they really needed to market it, uh, market it more as like a yeah Clone Wars season nine. Though yeah, you're like you're right. It's not it's not Clone Wars anymore because they're but they they should have come up with some some different name, not a Rebels and yeah, not a Clone Wars, but something in between. And then they do the stories of the Bad Batch, right? Like right. how they did four episodes of the Bad Batch with um, early on, or they Cl- could have in, in Clone uh, Wars season, season seven, yeah. eight or right or seven. Um, so I think they could have done something like that here. Now, obviously that means you have to kind of pick and choose some of the stories, but that's okay because mm-hmm. the first six episodes uh excluding episode one were trash so you didn't you really didn't need the really didn't need them i think i'm seeing it more and more just as the season goes on that they really had no idea what they wanted to do with this and then so but they needed to get it done so they just threw something Mm -hmm. on the page and i i agree i think they could have done maybe call like it the dark times series because that's kind of the true the time before the rebellion Mm -hmm. or start of the dark times start of the dark times or if you're going to go with bad batch then you got to have somewhere to go with it and i and yeah. like, if it's a dark times thing, then this episode, this last episode with Sindulo and Ryloth, which I thought was a really good episode. I, I yeah. did too. I really it, liked it's it. It's a good episode. It's good. Uh, not really origin story. Or it kind of is origin, but For Hera. it's a good, uh, good telling of a, a character that we're already familiar with a little bit in her backstory, mm-hmm. which we previously got in Rebels, but a little more in depth now with this. Right. And so like, if you're doing a dark times thing, then you see the Bad Batch show up and you're all like, oh, hey, it's the Bad Batch. Like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, when the show's the Bad Batch and they're only in there for five minutes, you're just like, I, what, what are you guys even trying to do here? You know? Yeah. And I, as for kind of that last episode that, that TJ was talking to, yeah, I did think it was okay. It was nice to uh, be more focused on the Bad Batch. I mean, I didn't like love, love the story that was kind of cool how they were, yeah, able to fight the tanks and then help, uh, help the one Senator. And then you kind of see, oh, some of these planets that were uh, under separatist rule now that are under imperial rule you see the clones kind of difficulty with wanting to help them because like wait these guys were on the opposing side right and then um Mm -hmm. they're having to you know fight the greater evil which is the former republic now um now empire right so you're able to 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 see that a little bit um uh, which i i liked in this episode though uh, that was released on the past this past week i i really did enjoy um yeah, again, the Bad Batch was not in it, which is a bummer because, like TJ mentioned, this is supposed <laughs> to be about the Bad Batch. But overall, uh, a good episode, very intriguing, looking at um, Hera Syndulla um, and some of her, her origins. You have, yeah, some actions, some escape intrigue, um, the the political um, 
the senator, the senator versus general, right? And so, yeah, I did mm-hmm. really, I enjoyed that part of it. I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes. It's just you had some character development too, which is I really liked, is they actually showed some of like conflict between characters between Cham and his and his wife and his brother, but then all, and so it's like you actually like feel like there's some stakes as opposed to just oh here's a well, fun adventure. Well, the the wife's probably gonna die. Well, she, I think they're both gonna die. Yeah, I think no, well, no. So is Cham in Rebels? Cham, yeah, yeah, Cham is in Cham Rebels. Lives, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's but, right. But the, his wife is she's gonna die. Yeah, then, <laughs> yeah. But I also it's kind of cool where you have the setup where you have some of the. You have um, um, sniper, sniper ready, crosshair, crosshair, crosshair. Um, mixing in. He's in there with the other imperial officer, and those are so intriguing yeah, that's characters. Ask well, the, you have the the villains of the bad batch, not the bad batch themselves. Mm-hmm. But you have those intriguing characters with this. You know, they shoot the senator uh, Tara. I think is uh, Ta. Excuse me. Ta. And so I, I did like. I really like that. Yeah. And this was yeah, it was a, a good episode for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But yeah, I, I don't have too much to say rather than this is Clone Wars 2.5. That's all right? I got to say about that. <laughs> but, but we got to move on to talk about Loki episode five. Loki. I was, I was very disappointed with this episode as well. Really? I did not think, disappointed? I did not think it was a very good episode. It, it was very Lamentus-esque to me. I disagree. It was, yeah. There, I'll play the, See, I'll play the, this, the Switzerland ground um, neutral. <laughs> Um, here because there were parts that I enjoyed um, specifically like probably the very end when Loki built the entire old Loki As, that was the cool. entire thing that was cool mm-hmm. I really liked that even though he was not as he was not as charismatic as uh, mm-hmm. as a Tom Hiddleston Loki or as charismatic as a Loki should be right or the Loki but, that Hiddleston has portrayed but at the very end where he did the the thing where he's, you know, building up the entire Asgard, uh, kind of, you know, fake Asgard. And then he has the evil, the, illusion. the evil laugh at the end with the outfit. Right. I really like that part. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Um, though I still feel like, um, they're, they're leaving everything last minute once more. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just like in, just like in WandaVision and then WandaVision really that last episode failed to, to, to follow through and grab the attention of the viewers that it needed to in the right way where you're like, this answered all my questions. Fantastic. It's kind of, it's a little bit lackluster, right? And I'm worried that they might be doing the same thing here um, where they're leaving everything last minute and it won't be satisfying to, to a lot of people. Well, and and that's, that was my issue. So I'm Loki is now kind of entered the same realm for me as Falcon winter soldier, where I like what you do. I just don't like how you do it. Like, Kid Loki was useless as a character. Alligator Loki was at least funny. Um, (laughs) And then old Loki, or classic Loki, they didn't give him the time of day to be like, oh, he's actually, he's like, I don't, you know, I'm a Loki. I don't want to, I'm just here to survive or all these things. And then all of a sudden he's able to change. Like, that was very out of the blue. Like, there was no conversation where he was like, I need, I don't want to sacrifice. But see, that's another, that's a theory I've seen, is that he's actually the one behind it all. Mm, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know if it's, I don't don't know. I don't know if it's. I've seen that theory pop around, but like, I think especially with classic Loki, he is a different Loki than all of them, because he's like, literally, I played my part perfectly, where he's like, I cast an illusion to fake my death with Thanos, and then he literally lived by himself on a remote planet for For years, years, Mm -hmm. only to realize, not okay, not only did he grow his power to get that powerful in sorcery because he's like, hey, blades are useless. 
what we have is this sorcery and magic that we use, which mm-hmm. I thought was really That's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Like, I like that. Loki isn't just an assassin. Like the the strength of his Loki or in his, I guess, power is illusions. his illusions yeah. and his magic. And that Loki sorcery. is an example of that. But also at the same time, he's the Loki that like, He's lived by himself for so many years that he's like, you know, I want connection with people again. And that's why the TVA grabbed him. And so I actually really enjoyed the character of classic Loki. And it's kind of like an evolution of where Loki could have gone. You know, the evolution of like, if he wasn't killed by Thanos, if he didn't do this, this is where his character would have ended up. And I thought it was an interesting take on the character. It's kind of like old man Loki is like, I'm tired of being a trickster. No, I actually do care about my family. And it's taken me decades and decades family. to really <laughs> learn that. Well, and I, that's, I don't disagree with any of that. I liked, I just saying his arc where all of a sudden he showed up at the end. It was like, well, that's what? fair. That's fair. And they, they didn't build that up for, he was like, I don't want to help save you. And then the whole thing with like all the other Lokis killing each other, like that was all just for show that didn't move the story along. Like, but that was a bit of fun. And I, <laughs> that's fine too. Fun. Yeah. And then I, I thought, I thought um, the reunion, so Mobius like was not in this episode at all, which I didn't appreciate. Um, and the reunion Loki had with Mobius and Sylvie, I thought was horrible. Like yeah, he was, was just came, he was like, uh, oh, hey, you're alive. Like, like he was sad when Mobius died. Uh, I would have, I would have much preferred him to be like, wait a minute, if I survived, like could a non Loki survive? And they do it. They're like, oh, I don't think so. And then he goes and saves Mobius. Then together they find Sylvie just because they just didn't <laughs> really DJ, have any moments. It sounds, it sounds like to me you just want more episodes Th- to draw. Yes, out this more. is exactly what I'm saying. All they need <laughs> that's, that's is true. two more episodes, two more, maybe even three. So another episode. Well, honestly, help. they could have just used one more because they wasted the one episode in Le- <laughs> Leviathan or Lamentus. Levitic- Leviticus. Leviticus. Or <laughs> what's it? Lamentus. Lamentus, yeah. Um, right. So you have another episode so you can actually develop more relationship between Loki and Sylvie. Then another episode so you can actually have something with Mobius and, um, and Loki kind of re- reuniting. And then we'll see what happens with the last one, but I'm worried the same thing as Christian that we're going to be throwing way too much into one thing and we're going to need another. Here, Nate, you go here because I have some more stuff, but I've already, I was already chatting away. Yeah, I don't know. I, f- I feel like, I don't know. Like I didn't need a huge, another, oh, we're, we're seeing each other again. We're all alive. Like I didn't feel, I felt like that would have been forced if they had done that. Be like, oh no, you're alive again. Like, or I don't know. Like I didn't feel like, in this stage we needed another character moment of like, Oh, I thought you were dead, but now you're alive. Cause like, I think they've established the friendship of Mobius and Loki pretty well. I'm still not mm. on board for the romance between Sylvie and Loki. I do think in this episode, however, they handled it a little bit better mm-hmm. rather than coming out of nowhere. I'm like, okay, like kind of just like the, their dialogue in this, I felt was like a little on par and a little better than previously. Cause I'm like, okay, this seems really forced. And I'm like, okay, this seems less forced. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like, I'm still very intrigued who's going to be at the end of it. And I, I don't know, like, this was like the episode after, you know, we get the huge plot development, obviously, that the timekeepers aren't real. It's kind of like setting, it's the setup for the finale. And, you know, I, I enjoyed the moments. I did enjoy seeing all the different Lokis because it's like in this wasteland, the Lokis are the only ones that really survive all the time. You know, they're the tricksters that are good at surviving. And so, like, it was kind of like, I felt like an, ex- an extension of all the different parts of Lokis that we've come to love, but also different characters of Loki or different aspects that, we've, that we haven't seen yet. They'd be like, Loki could have gone this way very, very fast and very, very quickly. And so I think I enjoyed seeing those moments and I had fun with it at the end. Or I shouldn't say at the end. I had fun with this episode. 
my only complaints was kind of at the end where they were building up to be like, we're going to take on a Leviathan. No, he's like, when you're like, when they're going to take on Eliath, it took like 20 minutes. Like they were standing there for 10 minutes and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah. you can pick up the pace a little yeah. bit, but I don't know. I'm still very intrigued. What's going to be at the end of this and really like what's like, I don't know. I, I still have the mystery of what's happening with the TVA. I, I'm still interested to see what's actually going to happen when Mobius goes back to the TVA. We still have that character development with more Ravona rather than I'm like, she's not just straight evil. Cause at first I'm like, Oh, she's definitely playing Sylvie that she's going to call on the guards or whatever. Right. But there's still, I think also more to her character that I'm like, yeah. Is she truly evil? Is she trying to figure things out as well? And so I, I still have a lot of curiosity left for the I, final I didn't, episode. I didn't think she did a very good job of acting that, though. Like, yeah, I thought, it, yeah, it was a little, it was a it was subpar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, she didn't sell it like I think uh, she didn't, I was hoping for. She didn't sell the she didn't sell the the trick that she was playing on Sylvie, which I was less fine. But I, I I don't think she sold it. Like I would, I didn't get the sense that she actually cared who ran the TVA. Like the fact that she saw that the TVA was a hoax and then still blasted Loki, reset Loki. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, uh, I don't know. See, I think um, I'm, I I can agree with Nate where I want I, I'm I'm still intrigued right. uh, with what what will happen next, and there are parts that I did enjoy, uh, and and it was you know cool to see the different Lokis, especially classic Loki. Um, what um, I think this will probably do though where you had many questions at the end of WandaVision and they're going to tie it into some of the films that are coming out. I think they'll do the same thing here. There's going to be a lot of questions left and they're probably going to tie it into like a quantum quantum mania um, film, which I'm just like, Hmm. Um, I, I don't mind them tying in little things, but I don't want them to tie in like a ton. And so I'm Mm -hmm. just like, I really didn't get too much from uh, yeah, where, where I'm thinking, ah, man, I, I really didn't get too too much from this Loki or from this WandaVision. Um, but anyway, so those are just a couple of my thoughts. There's some funny Easter eggs in it. So there's the frog Loki, right? If, no, no, frog, frog Thor. Frog, excuse Thor. me. Fro, frog Thor, who is actually voiced by Chris Hemsworth. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then it shows, shows his hammer, obviously, that's mm-hmm. just outside yeah. down there. Um, and then there is a, a building that says King on it, right? Which technically right. in the comics, right? There was the, uh, after uh, we, in the MCU, everyone's theorizing that the Avengers building is going to become the Fantastic Four building. Um, mm-hmm. but actually in the comics, it was sold. The old Avengers building was sold to King Enterprises or something like that. Right. So, so there's, there's mm-hmm. that, there was the, the Thanos copter that was from the, yeah, that was copter. from the comics. Um, there was also a, it, what looked like a big, um, yellow yellow jacket. Who we just talked about? What's his name? And uh, not yellow yeah, jacket. Yellow yeah, jacket. there's like a big da- daring yellow, yellow, yellow jacket. jacket. Uh, yellow jacket helmet that was mm-hmm. on the world. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I know there's there's uh, several more that I'm I'm totally spacing on. But there was yeah there was a lot of a lot of little Easter eggs in there, and it still could kind of lead you to think oh it could be Kane, Kane. I think it'll be more likely what I know what TJ was thinking. Um, was some sort of Loki variant. Right. But I, I, I really don't know. That's one thing. That's one thing that they've done well. I don't know yes. at all what the end outcome is going to be. It's all Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> He's so yeah. tick. So, yeah, no, I, I think I that's the thing that I think they're spending a little too much trying to care about the movies. Like, And I'm like, no, have, have your own story and your own strengths 
for just a TV miniseries and keep it like, don't feel like you have to leave the best only for the theaters. Like, yeah. So I, yeah, I'm, 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 it's not bad, but I am, I, I have been disappointed. Um, TJ, when have you not been disappointed? That's, that's the real question. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like Marvel, Marvel since has been a little, a little Marvel bit since Far lacking. From Home has been lackluster. And I'm that's the thing. I'm like, you're spending twenty million per episode, and you can't have some good character development and story. It's like they're just throwing it into a. As a friend of mine was saying, it's like you just plug in all these different words into a machine, and it just spits out the formula for you. And that's. Uh, I mean, Marvel has its own tone, but I feel like many Marvel movies have the same kind of arc, but are very distinct and growth. And maybe this is going to be a learning curve for them too, because of some of the first series that they've done. That's and, true. And they haven't. Um, they there's been a lot of disappointment from the Marvel universe um, from these from these series, uh, but it's their first time doing it, right? And so that's true. They, they um, m- might might get better right um so that's, that that's a potential maybe they'll thing. learn to do eight episodes or maybe even an actual <laughs> season of episodes um but yeah that, that's that's all i have that's all i have to say about that all right then we can move on to our topic for this week uh we're talking about i guess in vain black widow came out this weekend and all of us saw it so we're gonna be talking about that this week really question quick christian because christian nate did you see it in theaters I saw it okay, theaters, I yes. guess for both of you. There wasn't a Spider-Man trailer, right? No, no. I didn't see it in theaters. Yeah. I watched it on Disney+. Oh, you Plus. Did Disney+. Plus. Okay. No, there, there was no Spider-Man trailer. So the trailer is still set to come out between, <laughs> like between now, now and, and maybe somewhere between and December, and December. Or whenever it comes out. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, Black Widow, where to start? I'll start off in saying I did not enjoy this movie at all. <laughs> Not I went in with flip to, I went flip in scripts. With low ex- flip scripts. Flip it, yeah. I went in with low expectations. And they dipped below the lower the <laughs> wow. low expectations. That's um which usually in most cases the movies don't. And when you set low expectations, they they, they lie they lie slightly above it, but this one dipped below for me. Yeah. Uh, but, that means it's not a good movie, Nate's ass. It's a we already uh, know what the rating will be. For me, I had um not very high expectations and it met those expectations. <laughs> a yeah. little better, actually, maybe. A little better. Yeah, it was very, very mediocre um for me. Um I did not think it was gonna be anything great, um, like in, in really any aspect of the movie. Um, and it was not great in, in any aspect of the movie. It's very just, um, just kind of, just, just kind of there, you know? Um, but to give, I, I will give uh, a little, a uh, little summary of it that, uh, it takes place, Black Widow takes place after Civil War. Um, right. So, uh, Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow is on, on the, the run now. Right. And, um, she encounters, um, Sister, uh, well, she encounters the the taskmaster who uh, steals these vials or tries to steal these vials uh, from her, and these vials uh, are what can, um, I guess, uh, free the widows. Yeah, free the mind control. Yeah. The, the black, the, all all the different widows from mind control. Now the widows are basically like these all these gals that have all the super moves and have trained for years and years and years and. Are just like the best assassins, best spies uh, in the world, but they are being. Whereas before, they had some sort of free will, right? And we're just kind of conditioned, like conditioned, and we're yeah, sent off to do stuff. 
yeah, more yeah, the psychological. Now it's like, no, they are actually like kind of like brain controlled and there is a, uh, a top dog who is controlling them. And so the whole kind of story is um, Black Widow along with her, her quote unquote family kind of yeah. trying to take <laughs> down uh, the, the widow organization. So trying to find this red room, t- trying to find the guy who's in charge of it all and free all, all the widows. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, yeah, that's, ba- that's basically the summary. I felt like, because obviously, like, Black Widow's like, but I destroyed the Red Room years earlier when I defected the shield. And I was like, no, actually, you didn't. Like, I guess <laughs> I, I felt like, I'm like, so I guess this is supposed to be a, a revenge story. It's supposed to be a revenge story because she's like, oh, I have to destroy the, the Red Justice Room story. once again. But to be honest, it didn't even feel like it was that. I felt like, like, you know, obviously it's in between Infinity War and Civil War, like, I felt like it's like, well, I have some time to kill. Might as well destroy the Red Room for fun, you know? Like, mm, I didn't feel did like feel there was actually way. any, like, I didn't feel like there was any stakes in this movie whatsoever. Not just right. because, oh, we know the future, but just like, I didn't feel like, there, I felt like there was no edge to this at all or no intensity at all. There it was, was just kind of like, wasn't. it's like, oh no, that's all right. Well, and this, that's what I would say with it. Like one of my issues is because it's, um, if they had actually planned for it, I, I think it could have been, like and it they actually released the movie and made the movie at the time of when it takes place in the MCU. I think it could have been very powerful and and really good in a lot of ways. Um, but I think it did lack because of that. You see, even if they did release it between Civil War and Infinity War, I still think it would have been bad. Cause uh the big thing for me that I, I that I, I just don't really here's my biggest pet peeve about the movie. There is like zero character development throughout this entire movie. Like something I felt like with uh, the character development, like Black Widow, literally it does nothing for her character. She's like, oh, I guess I have another family, I guess. Yeah. But then she even contradicts that in Endgame when she's like, this is the only family I've ever had. And it's just like, that doesn't really make any sense. Like the, Mm -hmm. uh, the other characters of her family are like, I guess like they don't even come to the fact like, oh yeah, we're family and we want to be family. It's just kind of like, we did a job together. It meant more to some people than not, but like there's just like zero character development for anyone I felt like in this entire movie. Nate, so you're and saying the you character have... development is integral to the to how well like uh something is? <laughs> not always. Because <laughs> here's the thing. For example, movie Rogue One. I love Rogue One. There's not a ton of character development in Rogue One. But mm, it's still I, I think, think a very good a movie. Lot. There's some. There's some. I like, I, I there's feel some you. there's some, but not much. This movie, I felt, had zero character development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and when you don't have character development in a movie, then you're relying on the action and visuals, which are very mediocre in this yeah. movie, I felt. Nothing that we haven't seen before. In, mm-hmm. in every Fast and Furious movie has 10 times what they have here. <laughs> yeah. Know? Honestly, it kind of felt like it was like a, a, B, a, sub, a sub B version of Winter Soldier. I got, like, Taskmaster to me was... Just um, a winter soldier. Was winter soldier, and, and and like you know, you went up into the sky at the end of the at the end of the movie. True, yeah. so I just I and mm-hmm. I just literally felt like the same movie, but just different. And here's the thing. Also, is I felt like that was a waste of a Taskmaster. Like, not yeah. Only, like uh, so I'm not a giant fan of Taskmaster from the comics, mm-hmm. but still, like I felt like they threw away a very potentially cool character. They're like. Because, like, the reveal that it's like, oh, it's Dracoff's daughter, and she's just another... She's just a drone. Right, yeah. Like, she doesn't have any control. She's just doing this because... She's controlled. He put yeah. her under mind control. 
And like to be fair, I, I think the suit looks very cool. Yeah, the suit looks, the suit looks very cool. And she was like, uh, the action where Taskmaster was in it, I think, was the best action in the mm-hmm. movie because you're like, you have basically all of the move sets of the other Avengers or other people, other superpower people in this universe, and you can use that. And so that was like the when Taskmaster was actually fighting and doing action, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But Taskmaster is literally in this movie for five minutes, right. if that. Yeah, very very brief time on the screen, and I think they kind of led us to believe. Uh, originally when the, when the trailers were being released, so this was going to be more of like a task mask, task master focused, uh, villain, right. um, right. Where, uh, Taskmaster is the main villain. There's a lot of screen time. Um, and uh, maybe I'm wrong. I thought I remember like the task taskmaster task actually like saying things in some of the original trilogy. Maybe that was just Drathus or whatever his name is King Panther. Yeah, that's what I think. Drakov, right? Maybe it was Drakov's voice in some of these early trailers, but um, yeah, it was. Uh, there, there's just really not a lot to write home about, and honestly, I do think it kind of detracted from Black Widow as a character. And mm-hmm. I didn't even think I agree. Like I really agree on that. You have you have um, Black Widow who who dies at the end of Endgame. Spoiler if you haven't seen it, um, <laughs> obviously. So and it's like oh you know and like there was emotions there and you felt like oh there was like there was something there and and. You, you're like, oh, she, she had a good, it was a good ending to her story, right? Yeah, and then yeah. this kind of just threw it, got thrown in, and it's just like, and I don't even think Scarlett Johansson did a, a great job as Scarlett, as Black Widow in this <laughs> one. I thought she thrived yeah. significantly more yeah. in her previous films. I, mm-hmm. um, to be honest, I, I felt like she phoned it in. Like, she's like, okay, I'll, yeah, I'll she just make some money. Yeah, I'll do it, and it's, it's whatever. So She was a producer, so. Uh, oh, that's, well, money. There well, you go. Money exactly. to make, <laughs> it takes money to make money. And so that was disappointed. I also was disappointed with with, with Red Red Guardian. Was his name? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, ah, man, I wanted to see more of him. I wanted to see, because he's got the super strength, right? Obviously, he doesn't mm-hmm. have the moral mm-hmm. compass that a Captain America has, but he's got the super strength. So he should be able to do, um, do a lot. Be and useful. Then like, and then mm-hmm. he was, he was, yeah, completely useless he's, throughout the film. I mean, Taskmaster he, didn't have any superpowers mm-hmm. per se. He just could mimic stuff, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay, you hit her, you hit her hard enough. It's done. Right. He's, he's super strong. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, but we uh, didn't even get to see them fight. Like no, it cut away. No, and there was just maybe half the, a second of fighting. Yes. See, See, I, I I felt like with Red Guardian, Red Guard. literally they just put him in there for comic relief. Yeah, like they and, and, there were, and he, he the, did he did have some funny some yeah, funny parts. Yeah. So he, I think David Harbour does a good job of being funny mm-hmm. at moments. Yeah. And, you know, it's I think the humor one of the few good things in this movie is you know the humor hits at the moments. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of funny. But then again, I think it also takes away from what could have been good character moments because they're like, oh, time to throw in a joke here, but. With Red Guardian, the, he was just, yeah, who, he was a useless character. And I felt like that's the other thing, especially with uh, Yelena and uh, Melina. Mm-hmm. Like, just kind of them three. I don't think any of them did a bad job, but I don't think they gave them anything to no. work with, really. Mm-mm. It was just like, there. here you go. Like, it was just like, they were there, they were fine, but they didn't really have anything to and do. And it was I really weird like, that all of a sudden, like, Melina's like, oh, yes, I've worked for this room my whole life, but I guess I can now take it down that you guys are here and maybe i did love i think the issue the reason why there was so little character development is that they made them not a real family mm-hmm. like i i thought from the trailers at least that they were actually a family me too whereas like the fact that it's like actually you were just put with us to fulfill a mission i'm like 
then there's no way you actually care about each other mm-hmm. and that you're going to go sacrifice for each other. Yeah, because the, the, the only one that would kind of make sense would be Yelena. She was the only yeah. one that didn't know that it was right. a mission. Everyone else knew it was exactly. a mission. But, but yeah, it just didn't, like, you didn't feel like they actually had a bond. And even when he's like, I taught you guys to be the strongest, and so then you would thrive and survive. And it was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, like that did you did, though? That, <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of like, because he also talked about like, oh yeah, I hated being undercover for three years. Like, it just didn't, it wasn't no. consistent, I felt and like I would have been all. fine with them to just have been like super radical parents who were like, no, like, we're going to, we're going to use you and we're going to give our kids to the cause, like that would have made perfect sense to me. So the fact that it was like, actually we weren't really real kids. We just needed them. I, yeah. And then there's a lot of things I really liked, uh, Yelena though. I, I, I just like, I felt like if anything, she had the most kind of depth to her and the most character development I out, think so out of too. all of them. And so I was mm-hmm. very excited because I'm like, Oh, okay. Well now we've introduced kind of maybe the new black widow. That's so true. To speak, Especially with the, the end credits scene. End credits. But that, and, but that's what ticked me off was I, I hate, um, Contessa Val Val. You hate Val. Val. Yes. And so I was like, I, so I thought what it was going to, and so we'll see what happens with it. I'm sure they're setting up for her to be in the Hawkeye series. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, so, like, uh, no, 100%. no, he didn't mm-hmm. kill her like because he wanted Ex- to kill her, right? Exactly. There, there was so, this whole sacrifice, yeah, and it's like, does not the, does the, not the, everyone the, understand that there was this great sacrifice that Blackwood did? Apparently not. Apparently but, nobody said but, anything. But, but the, the thing also I don't understand is like, how would she know about that? It's like, were you there in Vormir in the shadows, just taking notes, be like, hmm, if I, if yeah. I tell people <laughs> they did this, then I can use it in the well, future. Maybe, maybe because she's associated a little bit with she's that was at one point is in the comics, Madam Hydra and Red Skull was there on there. Maybe Red Skull was taking notes. And so she's part of some sort of organization now with, with Red Skull recreating Hydra. I don't know. Maybe see, I don't see what I see, I guess, talking about the end credit scene and especially with Val and Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think they're going to be building up to a Thunderbolt yeah. series, mm-hmm. especially, you know, cause we also did get Ross in this. And that was a different actor in this right? movie as well. No, that same is the actor, same actor. Tons of like CGI stuff on his face. Oh, it, just to he, make him look younger. See, yeah, yeah. Well, because also, he's this. I mean, like in, in Civil War, he's the age that yeah. he is. So why would they make him? I think the he's younger? probably aged see, a lot now. Uh, I don't know what you're thinking, Nate. See, see, something I was thinking was I saw some theories beforehand that maybe he's taking stuff, he's juicing stuff that makes him uh, look younger, and then that's how we get to a red true. Hulk. That was a theory hmm. I saw, which I thought. I thought that was something in the opening yes. scene. I thought that's what Black Widow yes, said. She did. She's like, oh, you're taking this. But then that line has nothing to do with taking drugs or anything. Mm. It, it, was, it was a reference to, it wasn't a reference to that he was taking something. But he was just saying like, oh, so I had a couple was, different surgeries, blah, 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 or a couple different medical conditions. But it could also just be a friend. Mm, so. Right. Yeah. But uh, I, I think that's what they're building up for like Val to be. I think she's going to work tandem with Ross and they're just going to kind of taking anti-heroes or making a league of assassins. Like we could obviously get Zemo mm, and the yeah. Thunderbolts. So I think that's, I think that's something they're definitely building up to, especially with her appearing in mm-hmm. this. And, and so. she's, and Yelena's got the moves to kind of replace black widow. Cause right. she also was a widow from the same quote unquote mm-hmm. family. Right. So, uh, it, it'll work. But, but yeah, I do, I do agree that Yelena has the most potential in, in the, to continue on in the rest of the, the the universe but once again i don't think she was given much to work with in this Mm -hmm. movie and the other thing though is like you have to remember this was supposed to come out before all the tv shows 
This is supposed to be the start of phase exactly. four. Exactly. So we would have seen, this would have been the first time we got, um, you know, Val. Uh, this would have been the first time. Uh, what was the other Easter egg that I thought was in there? Uh, not just with Hawkeye. There was something else that I was like, oh, of course, because you were doing that for... you saying that in the end credit scene or... No, just in the movie, there was something else that happened. Drake, Drake, Drakeoff's daughter? No, it wasn't Drakeoff's daughter. What is... She? Because that, that's actually that, that's actually referenced in the you Avengers when uh, no there's there's Black something Widow's else I, I I just forgot I had it just a second ago I'll, I'll have to think about it but there's there's a couple of references that I'm like oh they're gonna I see how they incorporated that into the TV series and so it was a little different but um but, I will uh, say they oh. did uh, I was they they kind of tried to explain the Budapest thing that Hawkeye uh, and yeah. her like oh it's just mm-hmm. like Budapest all over again right um and I, I I did like how they you know they were kind kind of explaining that they're like oh yeah we were taking down the Red Room and mm-hmm. and we were doing this and and this so I was kind of happy that they made that nod it was a little a little underwhelming obviously you can't go into the full story of it um in just a couple of minutes, but I, I'm happy that they did make some sort of nod to the, the Budapest line that they originally had in Avengers. Yeah, that's true. This is just like Budapest. You and I remember Budapest very differently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Just kind of underwhelming. And then, uh, he, yeah. And I was also going to say, I thought the villain was just really stupid because it was like, oh, I've been doing the red room all these years. Also, you were in a building that got blown up. How do you yeah. look normal? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's one thing I had a question about while watching it. Like, I'm like, I'm like, you, you seem perfectly fine, even though you got blown and up. And the daughter's like, totally deformed. Like, wait, right. how does this work? Mm-hmm. Maybe he wasn't in there. And, uh, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, that seems to be the... But I'm pretty sure in the flashback, you saw I him thought, in I thought so too. I think so. I thought on you, the only, you only see the daughter come up to the desk. You don't necessarily see him. But I'm pretty sure he's in that shot, mm. but... Anyways, I felt like it was just like, ah, I'm the real villain the whole time and I can do all these crazy things because I have control over all the world. And then it's just like two seconds, you're dead. Like, I don't know, like that confrontation I also felt was just kind of really pointless and kind of stupid. Right. Like, once again, no character development wasn't really, it wasn't also a satisfying reveal when it's like, JK, we switched and the other person, the Melina is not a bad person. She's actually right. on their side. Like, well, and there just wasn't, there wasn't that, the, there wasn't the stakes. Like you said, like I never was like worried. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh no, what if Black Widow doesn't stop him? It's like, well, nothing. she does. Cause we've seen her in the other mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. And, but I think you hit then, it on the, on the head right at the beginning is there really, the movie had no edge to it. Uh-huh. And also just with the action, like, yeah, like it, it looks fine, but like, it, it's not, entertaining at all it's not like it doesn't draw your attention it's just kind of pointless action i kind mm-hmm. of feel like and like honestly it kind of reminded me of like bad jason Bourne. to <laughs> oh, be honest I, I get that same feel probably because at some point they go to russia and jason Bourne. so um mm. and there's kind of the russian feel so yeah i i, I get that vibe for sure yeah because the the initial act like uh the first time taskmaster and black widow fight i thought that was great um i was i liked the 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 car chase away where they had to kind of escape Taskmaster from, from the, the tank. tank and things like that. Like that was entertaining. But then after that, there really wasn't any anything. Yeah, like it was just her beating out. up yeah. some prison guards. You didn't get to see Taskmaster they, fight. You get to see her get beat up by the other widows. But then yeah, I'm trying to think there really wasn't any like fighting um after that except for Taskmaster and her flying through the air. But then that wasn't even anything. She just sprayed the stuff in her face and it was over. So 
Yeah, it was two yeah. seconds. Yeah, not not high stakes, and, no edge, very little and, action. And see, I think the thing for me that really like, because there has to be a moment in every movie where you're like, this is not good. The moment for me, because the first hour of it, I would say it's fine. Like the first hour, I'm like, okay, this is going to be what my low expectations are. But then the second hour just made it worse. And the moment for me that was like, okay, this is just, this is just bad is when Yelena is on top of the ship and she's going to punch the thing to destroy it. And Black Widow's like, no, don't do it. And then she's just like, this was oh, fun. This was fun. Yeah, it was just like, that, that, that would to me was like, like that was like one of those moments wrong. This is garbage. This is not good. Like that was, that was the moment for me that sold it. I'm like, I do not enjoy this movie at all. And I, I find nothing redeeming mm. in this. Like, it was that moment, and I'm just like, well, I know you're going to survive, so there's also no stakes, but I'm just like, that was super cheesy yeah. and corny. Yeah, I, d- I just feel bad because it's like, you know, Black Widow never did get her own movie. And so, but mm-hmm. I was also kind of like, you kind of just got to let it go. Like, this is only, mm-hmm. only going to hurt you or hurt the character, and that's, uh, you know. And I don't know. I, I felt like if they told a story that, like, had good character development for Black Widow and that something added something to her character... I think this movie could have been good in that sense and be like, we now know more about your character that is fulfilling and adds to your character arc. Mm-hmm. But because there was hardly any character development or like, literally, I felt like there was no emotion in this movie. It at was all. fun. Like, <laughs> it just, like, it just, it detracts, like what Christian said, it detracts from the character of Black Widow and takes away from, like, I, I think it, it hurts her character mm-hmm. a lot. And that kind of just bugs me. Well, I'm like, because I haven't been a giant fan of Black Widow throughout all of Marvel, but. They stuck the landing with Black Widow, and she does have a lot of awesome moments throughout the MCU. Yeah. But this kind of, instead of ending with a bang, you're ending with a whimper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that kind of yep. bugs me. Yeah, and I don't know. I wouldn't say, like, I didn't feel like it detracted from her because I was just kind of like, all she does is just go and stop the bad guy. And that's all. Like, I didn't feel like she lost anything from it. It was just kind of like, kind of as you said, I felt she had her run and she ended beautifully. And so it's, I didn't want to see anything more. It's like if they came, if they made like a, another Iron Man with, with uh, Robert Downey Jr., I'd be like, why? This is, no, we're done. We're yeah, done it's here. It's not necessary. Yeah, I think that's, I don't know. It, it, go to rate yeah, it, rate it. Let's rate it. I, I can start. I'll, I, I initially was going to do, a, I was initially going to do five out of 10, but I think Nate's negativity uh, persuaded me. I'm, I'm dropping down to four. Uh, four out of 10 for Black Widow. Yeah. Um, wouldn't I, I? I wouldn't recommend this to anyone. If you do watch it, I, I won't say you'll hate your life. Maybe, maybe you will, but I'm like, I, <laughs> I don't think you'll lose anything by gaining it or by watching it. But you, I don't think you'll gain anything. Yeah, for me, it's a two stars. Yeah, maybe two, maybe two point one, um, maybe two point two. Yeah, just kind of like yeah, just kind of there. Um, and I watched it because it was a Marvel thing that was supposed to come out a while ago, and um, just want to see another Marvel movie, but yeah, just didn't do justice to the Black Widow character nor the Marvel franchise like I was hoping for. So, mm-hmm. um, don't watch it. Oh, That's the lowest rating. <laughs> to be honest, like I felt like it added nothing. It took away from the character. It didn't really have enough action. It had pointless action that wasn't entertaining. And I honestly think it's the worst Marvel movie. Yeah, like, really. To be honest, yeah. To be honest. I would rather watch Captain Marvel than this would movie. Would you rather watch Iron Captain Man Marvel? 3 than this movie? Yes. I would 100% watch Iron Man yeah, 3. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it but. had more, more intrigue, had better action. Um, 
Captain and more charm. I, yeah, I'd watch Captain Marvel over this too. Yeah, because at least it was new. It's just, it was new. It was entertaining. Like you got old Samuel it, it Jackson. Was, <laughs> yeah, I, like I don't know. I had some fun moments. I had some. It tried to do some character development. I don't think it did that great in Captain Marvel, but Captain Marvel was just a better movie than this one. <laughs> and honestly, yeah. like that's saying I think something. Marvel. I think Marvel lucked out by not having this property first, to be honest, because I think if I've seen other people reviews of it and everyone's saying they love it, which I'm confused by. I, I don't really see why people love this movie, but like, I think if this movie had come out first, if it had come out first in phase four and like if Marvel, if there wasn't the pandemic and we didn't have a break, I think this yeah, would severely I think hurt Marvel stock. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Cause I think with the TV series, even though you guys are disappointed, like, even if they're not great, like they're still mediocre. And I think they always have, they've always had like a lot of intrigue, especially like the first two episodes of WandaVision. There was a ton of intrigue. I felt like, you know, it kind of kept the, the hype of Marvel going for a little while. And even though it didn't end as well as it could have, like, I still think that was a better start than this would have been. Yeah. And so I think this is Marvel's worst movie. And I think they definitely looked out that this came out later instead and of no, first. I think WandaVision was a fantastic start for them because everybody who watched the first two episodes is like, I have to watch the whole thing. And everybody got hooked on Marvel again. Whereas if black, cause I was done with Marvel after far from home. And then like the pandemic mm-hmm. uh, made me interested in it again. If black widow had been the first thing I would have been, yeah. I'd probably be ripping on it Boycott. as much as Nate. Boycotting Marvel. Yeah. And so now I have to, I'm putting my hope in Shang-Chi that I'm really hoping me Shang-Chi too. is really good. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the, because I'm like, I'm not excited for Eternals. Obviously, it's Spider-Man No Way Home I'm excited for. But Shang-Chi, I'm, I'm, I'm holding mm-hmm, on my hopes for Shang-Chi. We need a Shang-Chi. <laughs> we need a Shang-Chi to curve. Shang-Chi being the hero. The hero. <laughs> Superhero, actually. All right. All right. Should we play yeah, the Let's get it one last time for the, the loyal ones who really... Who stuck it out who with stuck us. stuck it out for us to the end. Okay, the spider's new. Spider? Uh, yes, the, the spider. Even the smallest bite from Arachnus Dethicus will instantly paralyze. Ow! Get it off! Ow! <laughs> there we go. We'll, we'll uh, release the, the quote or what the quote was at the beginning of our next episode. Mm-hmm. But that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you want a chance to get a shout out on our podcast, you can do that by following us on social media at Quotes and Stuff Pod uh, on Twitter and Instagram. If you DM us guessing the quote before we reveal it, we'll give you a shout out. If you want to reach out to the show, you can do that through our email. That's at quotesandstuffpod at gmail.com, sending in suggestions or any of your thoughts on any of the things that we talk about. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.